Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today, our second hour of our two-hour extravaganza right here on SportsGrid.com. If you're watching the show on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe to the show. Joe and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. And also, for those of you who watch the show and you're just, you know, kind of checking us out for the first time, Mm -hmm. don't forget, you can also watch us on the various streaming apps. A lot of people call them uh, cord-cutting apps, which is Pluto TV. Zumo TV and Stir. Those are great ways to uh, check out our show if you are interested in doing that. A lot of fantasy sports here on the show, a lot of reality sports. We're just trying to give you guys a distraction of what to discuss uh, every single day of the week. By the way, Joe, before we get into some of the latest news and notes, I know that sports betting is something that's very close to your heart. Mm -hmm. And uh, you and Dane Martinez are doing the early line show every day, which people can catch uh, in the morning very early on the West Coast, but of course, uh, early enough on the East Coast. Uh, what are you guys focused on at this point? Like, what kind of odds are you guys talking about? Um, you know, I, I know futures odds just came out for college football, so that's obviously <laughs> at right. least something that is tangible, right? Yeah, no, it it really is. I mean, at this point, it's certainly heavy on the on football and and concentrating on the the draft, uh, the possibilities of the draft. You know, there's a lot of prop betting that can happen during the draft. Certainly, when it comes to uh, the top three picks, uh, any one particular team, uh, are they, I mean, heck, there's even prop bets on whether a team's going to go offense or defense in the first round. So, uh, there's a lot that can be wagered upon, uh, just in prop betting on the draft itself. And then really once the draft is over, then it's about, you know, putting it all together and looking at some of those, uh, win loss totals, uh, win the national football league with, uh, with those teams and, you also have making the playoffs, yes or no, prop bets that have been released since there's going to be two extra teams making the playoffs this year. So there's uh, very interesting uh, how to be able to attack the NFL once it gets going. And then got to concentrate on a little bit of a uh, little bit of college football, too, assuming all goes well with sure. that as well. Yeah, I know that uh, some of the odds came out for that. Yeah. So on a future show, Joe and I will you know, certainly dive into those as mm. well. Uh, the uh, Basketball Hall of Fame inducted some of their members. The NFL has put out mm-hmm. their all-decade team, Joe, yes. over the last uh, 10 years. And so I thought that we would spend some time you know, seeing who made it, seeing who didn't make it. And mm-hmm. we can kind of run through it now here. I thought that they made good choices at the quarterback position. Very yeah. easy. Tom Brady is going to be the number one guy. If there's a number two guy, it would be Aaron Rodgers. And that's the all-decade team. They named two quarterbacks to it. If there was an honorable mention... Uh, even though Philip Rivers did not have a great 2019, I would assume Rivers would be in this conversation. Right. Uh, Matt Ryan's had a good decade. Ben Roethlisberger has also had a really good decade. Eli yep. Manning at the beginning of the decade was much better than he was at the end of the decade. Yep. Uh, now Andrew Luck, uh, Manning at the beginning of the decade too, and then uh, until he uh, retired. But yep. you know, easy, really easy selections here to take those two. I not that hard. And I believe it was. Um, he's the first quarterback ever to make. Two all-decade teams. He was also there with the wow. decade prior with his three uh, 
Super Bowl victories there in the early 2000s when he was coming up. So I do believe he is that first quarterback to make both all-decade teams here, which is kind of crazy when you think about that on paper, and he's still going strong here. It's nuts. This will yeah. be his third deck. Yeah, it's just it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. But, uh, yes. Even, if, even if he only plays it. a year or two. Who yeah. cares? Even yeah. if he only plays a year or two this decade, it's still uh, amazing yep. to think that he got this far. Um, at wide receiver, we have uh, Antonio Brown, our good friend Antonio really? Brown. Really? He did make it. Okay. Larry Fitzgerald, no-brainer. Calvin Johnson, no-brainer. Uh, no no People yeah. should not be forgetting about him. And uh, and Julio Jones, who we talked about. No-brainer. Uh, yes. Having his number retired, no-brainer as well. And so I thought some really good choices there at wide receiver. One of the other players who's had a great decade, too, that kind of gets overlooked a little bit is Keenan Allen yep. of the Chargers, who's been uh, really good but uh, didn't make the all-decade list. So if I, I suppose if you're looking at the top, mm -hmm. then – I don't know that there's any other way that you could go besides these guys. No, no. I mean, that's, uh, yeah. and again, you would take any of, especially during 2010 to 2019, it was uh, fantasy football. Were you, were you not drafting those guys, like, in any particular order there? Like, it was there, if you had one of those guys as a wide receiver on your team, you, uh, you probably did pretty good there for a few years. Yeah, yeah. Steve Smith is another name that comes yeah, to mind. Yeah, he was good. There you had, go. Yeah, had a had a great decade too. Yep. Carolina and uh, and Baltimore as well. So just to you know yep. throw another name in the hat as a, as a possibility. Yep, absolutely. Uh, uh, tight ends: uh, Rob Gronkowski and Travis Kelsey. Uh, Gates kind of split the decades there a little bit, so uh, he didn't quite make it. But I, I suppose that you could have put Gates instead of yeah. Kelsey on here. But um, you know, maybe that maybe that's what I would have done. I, yeah, I'm with you at Gates, absolutely. I don't know how you, uh, you do not include him. And uh, I think it was in Dixon around, too. He played forever in Baltimore, too. Oh, Heath, right? Didn't they have... Um, uh, Heath Miller? Heath, not Heath Miller. Um, the, uh, the Baltimore Ravens uh, guy that was there for uh, forever. Uh, uh, why does Heath come to mind for me? Let me see this here. It's going to drive me crazy now. I don't now. know where you're going with this one. Jimmy uh, Graham? Evans, um, tight end. I'm going to find it. I'll tell you right now. Todd Heap. That's it. Todd Heap oh, was Todd in Heap. it. Oh, Todd Heap. Yeah, Todd Heap was there for a while as well. Yeah, he was a first rounder in 2001. Probably the wrong decade. That's the problem. I can't believe he was 2001. Yeah, he retired. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Wow, that feels like that was just, uh, I feel like that was just yesterday. <laughs> 20 years ago. My word. Listen, two weeks feels like 20 wow, years ago. Wow, right I can't believe that. I about it. Wow. Yeah. The offensive tackles, uh, Jason Peters, Tyron Smith, Joe Staley, mm -hmm. Joe Thomas. Absolutely. Yeah, all I, good. I'm not going to argue. I, I, yeah. I can't really. I mean, that, that's the one problem with football is that we don't give the offensive linemen a lot of credit, and we also can't really go yep. back in our mind and, and go back and pick these guys. Nope. Um, I, I thought the Cowboys had a, had a guy that uh, was a really good offensive lineman that should have been on. Tyron Smith. And he, uh, wasn't he? Is? Yeah, I think that's Tyron Smith was the, uh, was the Cowboys guy. Yep. Jason Peters, is, uh, they haven't decided what to do with him in Philly, but, you know, he's still available as well. Jason Peters is like the best lineman that comes out after every play. I feel like every play there's something wrong. He, like, has <laughs> he looks good on that starting lineup, though, doesn't he? My yeah, word. Guards, Jah uh, Jahari Evans, Logan Mankin, Zach yep. Martin, Marshall Yanda, who just decided to retire yep. at center. Mm -hmm. We have uh, Alex Mack, 
and yes. Marquise Pouncey. Absolutely. You're not going to argue with that. And then a running back is what I think everybody wants to dive into. Frank Gore, Marshawn Lynch, LaShawn McCoy, and Adrian Peterson. And Adrian Peterson was a unanimous selection in the past decade. So no, well, I guess when you consider the body of work for the entire decade, um, kind of hard not to have any of those guys in. I can't argue with, uh, with any of them. Although Le'Veon yeah. Bell might have been a consideration. Yeah, I think that's the strongest yeah. name of, yep. of all the of all the running running backs who've done that. And that the flex you have, uh, Darren Sproles. Who else? Yeah, yep. Kind of hard not to uh, not to have a conversation about him either, especially for the decade because he was pretty relevant in every year, pretty much from 2010 on. You want to take a you want to take a guess who the coaches of the all on the all decade team? I she's uh, head coach. Um, is it Give me Bruce, one guess. Yeah, is it Bruce Aaron? No, is it? It ain't. Uh, Come on. It ain't Adam Gase. Jesus. I'll tell you that. It ain't Adam Gase. Belichick. Yeah, Belichick. what a shocker. Yeah, shocker. <laughs> Ridiculous. All right, uh, defensive ends. We got Calais Campbell, Cameron Ooh. Jordan, Julius Peppers, J.J. Watt was a unanimous selection. Okay. I can argue with those Defen- either. Defensive tackles: Geno Atkins, mm. Fletcher Cox, Aaron Donald, unanimous selection, and Indomitian Sue. That's a pretty good team right there. That's a pretty good front. <laughs> Linebackers, really good front. Luke Keekley, Bobby Wagner, Patrick Willis. Yes. Uh, people forget about Patrick, how good uh, that combination was in, uh, in the Patrick, 49ers. I'm glad, I'm glad Bobby Wagner got some love. No one yes. ever talks about him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just mainstay there. Just, you know, Mr. Steady, Bobby Wagner. He's like the only Seattle guy left there, right? Yep, that's, that's it. it. Get rid of the rest. That's it, yep. Chandler Jones, also, too. Interesting. Yeah, Chandler Jones, Khalil Mack, Von mm-hmm. Miller, unanimous selection. Von Miller's interesting. Is Von Miller still going to play? I think it's kind of like fading a little bit. Uh, a little step behind, they said last year, a little bit. But uh, I think this year is going to be very interesting. They'll either going to be okay with the contract they gave him or uh, just want to uh, just want to run away from the contract they gave him. Is, He's one uh, of those few, uh, few remaining players on that Super Bowl team. Yeah, Wolf is gone. Yeah, they they got rid of just about everybody, man. No more Harris. Uh, everyone's gone. Hmm. Quarterbacks, we got Patrick Peterson, Darrell Revis, and of course Richard Sherman. All good with that too. Safeties: Eric Berry, Earl Thomas, and Eric Weddle, who had a fantastic career. No one. So Ed Reed was the era before. Yes. Yes. He, well, he was, very, okay. Very much so. All right, very much so, right? So he's been out for a while then. So Earl Thomas was that next generation of Ed Reed. Yes. Yes, and gotcha. then defense And then defensive backs, we have Chris Harris and Tyron Matthew. Tyron Matthew was the best player in the last decade. Wow, that's the best they came up with. You know what happens with these defensive backs? They have one great year, Joe. And yes. Like fun. Yeah. Well, I, you know, that kid was uh, the unsung hero at defense for Kansas City this year, so... I don't. I got nothing bad to say about uh, about him. I think, uh, especially all the weed stories coming out of LSU. I mean, he got uh, he got beat up, but he turned it around rather quickly. He grew up in a hurry when he got to the NFL. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I mean, I, I guess I can't really take exception to that. We'll find out, you know, who the snubs are at some right. point. Dive into them a little. I look bit at the more. kickers. Um, Could you think of any two better? Than, I mean, come I mean, on. that's the easiest one of all. I mean, Justin Tucker's like the best kicker. Yes. Does Justin Tucker ever miss a field goal? No, no. And Gosh, yeah, you know what? The was... other day when we were talking about Hall of Famers, yes, Goskowski is going to be in there. And yep. I don't think Justin Tucker needs to play another game. He's a no. Hall of Famer. Nope. 
Mr. Automatic, man. Yep, Mr. Automatic. And when you think about, they went from, you know, New England from Vinatieri to Goskowski. Like, seriously, like, you know, it's like 30 years of, of straight. It's good. <laughs> it's good. Right. You know, it's good. About, uh, is Shane Leckler a Hall of Famer? Raiders Has to be. Team? That was one of the best punters ever. Hecker, too. Yeah, is Hecker on there? Hecker's on there, too. Yeah, yeah so, yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Hecker is so good at oh. pinning those. Like, he, like, somehow has that. He can punt it, and it goes, like, He's got that right he's on got the three-yard line and goes yes. right out of yep. bounds. Yeah. How does he do that? He's like, it's like Even a on guy. those Jeff Fisher teams, like, he would, yep. like, I don't wonder why they kept punting, yep. because this guy would always pin yep. them back. He's got, like, a, uh, he, like, hoods, like, a, an open eight iron, man, and just stops it right on the, uh, on the green. It's amazing. Very well done. The punt returners, Tyree Kill, Darren Sproles. Okay. All right. Kick yep. returners, Devin Hester and Corderell Patterson. Yeah, I was going to say, where are you putting Hester there? Okay, so kick returner, yep, absolutely. Oh, what a shock. Uh, Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick. Yeah, Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick, right? Can't be anybody else. Do we have any Raiders on here? I, I didn't see one Raider. I, I, oh, except for... Did the Raiders have... The Raiders have a good deck. Well, Leckler, I guess, maybe, right? Wasn't he a Raider punter? Uh, Khalil Mack? Yeah, uh, well, um, yeah. yes, Khalil Mack. Yeah, yeah, you're I mean, right. A yep. lot of the yep. damage good Khalil point. Mack did was, yep. with, was with Oakland, yep. right? Good point, yep. yep. Any Jaguars? No. Well, that was Calais that. Campbell? Calais Campbell, I guess, yeah, who, you know, was there for a couple of years. This, this just kind of tells you, like, the good and bad teams from the... the you can decade. figure out the decade, what it was all about. Really exactly awesome. correct. Yeah. Exactly correct. <laughs> you, know, you know what we're missing from here, I think? A, a jet? Oh, no. Uh, I'm sorry. You got him. Uh, Miami you, Dolphins? Um, that could very well be. Although Frank Gore, some would say, you play for the Dolphins? Um, yeah, which is so cheesy. I know uh, Darrell Rivas is the only Jet I see in here. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So the whole yeah. NFC East, the bottom half, the AFC East. Rather. I think they just. I think they just left out a lot of the AFC East outside of New England. Yes. Pretty much. Pretty Boy much. Yeah. Pretty much, and no Giants either. Oh, that's awful. They haven't had a great decade. No. No. <laughs> stick They've had the most coaches. Them. That they did, did get yes. Award for the most coaches? Yep. Yeah, I mean, they got so, nothing. So uh, what did you think about the announcement yesterday that came down, or the memo that was sent out by, by Roger Goodell, where all of the, all of the executives and everyone are going to be in their houses? Like, what, what, is, what is this draft going to look like, man, yes. on television? Yeah, and that's a big question mark, isn't it? Like, what is it going to look like? And I know there were some thoughts about... Um, there were some thoughts about that he, sh he too, Roger Goodell, should be in his, uh, you know, living room uh, doing it and making the announcements, just kind of like... Where's he going to be? In the, the appearance of it would be better for all the football fans who are actually home from a, um, from a psychology standpoint. It'd be nice to see Roger Goodell instead of being in some, you know, some location somewhere that he was home just like everybody else is. So I get it. Um, I don't think he's made a decision on it yet, but I know there's a lot of people pushing that he does it from his own home. Yeah, and and the executives like, what what are they doing? Like, how like, how do they? Is there still five minutes in between picks? Like, I, sometimes it goes like yep. right down to the end. Like, yep. What are they going to do? Should we do it? Should we not do it? They're I on agree. The phone. It's like, this is like a draft from the '80s, essentially in this decade. I don't know how. I, I mean, I suppose it'll be fine, and we're probably. 
know, overreacting to all of this stuff, and it'll end up being fun. But it, it's it's going to me, be it's weird. It's going to be very 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 bizarre. Yep, going to be weird any which way you cut it. But uh, it'll be. And at this point, I don't think we care. I mean, uh, WrestleMania pre-recorded had uh, you know 15, 13, 14, 15 million views. I can't wait to see what this does. Yeah, no, it'll probably be the highest-rated show. Yes, uh, of of all time. Yep. And that's why that's why I think that no matter which way you slice it, and people ask me this all the time, and you know, text me. You know, people ask me about baseball and what I think and what I know. Right. My answer is always the same. Uh, baseball has an agreement, the players and the owners, if they don't play. I know they want to play, and right. I know the owners would certainly lose a lot of money if they don't, but they already have an agreement. There's not, I don't think there's any agreement coming with the NFL. Like The agreement is you guys are playing. <laughs> I don't know where And you know what? The players will play. Korea. They got no problem with it. And they, they, and they have, and it's, it, listen, it's only a 16-game schedule. These guys have played through concussions that have almost cost them their lives. Yep. I mean, it's sad to say, but... I mean, those and, and the guaranteed money in the NFL for some reason is not what it is in the other leagues too. They got to get that sorted out one day as well. Like in order to make their money, they got to play. And I think that as sad as it seems, nobody's talking about it. Ball. But you're going to tell me home field advantage ain't going to be swayed by no fans in the building? I, I that to me is a big that's the league where it is. Yeah, for sure. That's yeah. a neutralizer. Yeah. Like you go to New Orleans, it's a uh, you know the Saints home court, uh, home field there with those fans in that building. So true. Yeah. You know, it's a different ball game, man. Yeah. Well, we're headed down that road, and you know certainly we'll see what ends up happening in the NFL. We'll be covering the draft for you guys in a couple of yep. weeks for sure here on Sports Grid. Uh, we'll take a quick time out here on the show. When we come back, time to dive into our iconic stadiums. Today, we'll hit on one in the NFL and one uh, from Major League Baseball and also touch on the players that played in those stadiums as well. So don't go away. More Sports Grid here to come. Craig Mitch along with Joe Ranieri right here on Sports Grid and SportsGrid.com. Don't go away. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mitch along with Joe Ranieri with you here on the show. And as we dive into one of the segments that you guys are getting a chance to have us cover with the lack of live sports that there are, is we dive into some of the famous stadiums mm -hmm. that are around the country and some of the players who played for them, the amount of championships that they won. And Joe, as you said, every year, you and a bunch of buddies like to get together and visit a stadium. Yeah. and that you haven't had much time to really think about it, but have you considered any of the options this year? I know we talked about Las Vegas. Like to me, that's the one to go to. If yes, they're able and to especially open up. since they're playing the Jets. So, but the problem is we don't know. We don't know when during the season these are going to take place. Yeah, we kind of know who the you know the eight home teams, the eight road teams are, but we don't have any idea as far as where in the calendar that they come yet. But once they do, that's decision time. I know uh, the, the Bills, the Jets, uh, there's going to be some fun games in Vegas, if it's even open. I mean, that's the other problem right now is we don't know if they're going to be able to finish construction now. 
they pretty much ruled out the new stadium in uh, in L.A. Is that really L.A.? Where is that now? Is that Englewood? Like, where is that uh, that wow. new stadium? Yeah, I don't even think it's a, it's on the outskirts or the burbs of L.A., but um, neither are going to be done, they don't think. So that, too, is going to run into it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm hope I want to go to that first game ever in Vegas. I'm, I'm with you, man. I think it's going to be amazing. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I don't know if you've been to this one, Joe. I have not. I have not been to our first stadium to open up uh, the first one today. And what we're going to do is talk about, yes, the Buffalo Bills mm. stadium. And so we start off with what's now called New Era Field. Yep. Opened up in 1973, the home, of course, of the Buffalo Bills. And the most daunting graphic that you can show for any team would be the one that we are showing right here. But because the amount of Super Bowl championships, Joe, that they have won is zero. Is that poor zero. Uh, Joe, it's a shame, man. The Bills are uh, one of those great teams, always competitive, went to a bunch of Super Bowls, but never were able to bring home that Super Bowl championship. No, I, then, no I've, been to, uh, I've been to this uh, stadium. I've got um, oh, you know, okay. my, uh, yes, no, my girlfriend, uh, born and raised in Buffalo, so she's part of the Bills Mafia. So she uh, is a few fries short of a happy meal. And, um, <laughs> yes, uh, going to these uh, Buffalo Bills games is – uh, it's an experience, and it's uh, one that I would in- highly encourage people, if you've never had a chance to, this is definitely one of those stadiums. The fans alone, I mean, listen there. You know what I love about them is that they're not just rowdy lunatics. They're rowdy lunatics, but they're extremely knowledgeable rowdy lunatics. They know their team. They know the game of football, and they uh, they have a good time, although they end up, you know, breaking a lot of tables. They're still a lot of fun. It's I've a, seen the it's a great place. Yeah, it's a great when, place. When what what time of the uh, year did you go? I went. Uh, I went early two years ago. I went uh, early, right around October, um, because I just I was scared to do anything after that because it was just uh, it gets very cold, especially off the lake up there. It it's yeah no um you know and the wind starts blowing you get those minus numbers and then that's where i got to draw the line but uh and again don't forget i they usually come down and play miami so it's much more fun to watch them in miami than it is of course in uh in uh in new era but rowdy crew folks you gotta go if you're ever gonna go to one stadium you should definitely go check it out food's pretty good too Right, so Joe's been there. Now, did you get involved in all the drinking festivities, jumping on tables, or you stopped with that? Don't really remember. Uh, it was just one of <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> the answer is I may have encouraged a few people to jump off a uh, rooftop bus into a table. Yes, I might have been there. Okay. All right, so listen, I'm glad we were able to to uh, to really dive into your your routine. Love your that. Yes, but the zero it. still sticks out. So. Yeah, I mean, that's like my Lambeau Field stories, but yeah. except for uh, Buffalo has that potential to be super cold. You're right. Yes. Uh, but zero championships, Joe. That's the mm-hmm. saddest part of the graphic here. I would have loved to have one of them. They certainly had their chance, but it's a lovable franchise. Yeah. But, but I don't know. Just no titles there. That zero, that fat zero on your screen is yep. the one thing that everybody has. Yeah. So. Good. You all see right, all those clouds? Of, that's pretty much exactly it. That's a great picture, man. That's exactly that's a, what that, it looks like. That's an accurate picture yep. of that. And by the way, before it was called uh, New Era, I know people are looking at it. They're like, what in the world? Uh, it was called Ralph Wilson Stadium yep. before that. And if I'm not mistaken, it was also called Rich Stadium. Yep. 
even before that. So those are the names of uh, Buffalo Bills Stadium. Yep. And certainly they've talked about putting the Bills in London for years and moving them away. Or Canada was actually was a place that they were thinking about moving them. I hope that does not happen. Buffalo does not have much. Please leave the Bills in yeah. upstate New York in Buffalo. As far as the players are concerned with the Bills, it's all basically, it's it's three guys, the best players in their history from the same era, and O.J. Simpson. That, that's basically the way it is. Uh, O.J. Simpson in the 70s, late 60s, 70s, arguably the best running back in the NFL at the time and played for the Buffalo Bills. They did not win a lot, and he was the running back. He was the star of their team. He is arguably their best running back in their history of their franchise. Following him, you have Bruce Smith, Andre Reed, Thurman Thomas, and Joe. All three of those players all played in that uh, you know 90s era of Buffalo Bills football. You know, I, I would put probably Bruce Smith as maybe the most iconic player on the defense. Thurman Thomas, the most iconic player of the offense, although Thurman did go and play with Miami uh, at the end of his career. And then Andre Reed was the last one of those to get mm. into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, you are going to get some hate mail here, my friend, because... What did I miss? You list you listed four players, and you put a picture of Jim Kelly up. Who's oh, I listed. forgot Jim Kelly. And no, he's no, not no, on yeah, the no, list. Jim, no, that's my bad. That's that's uh, that's a mess up by Craig Mish graphic. Yeah. No, Jim Kelly is on the list. He's on, I mean, I, I was going to say, I mean, it's good you recognize him with the picture. I'm like, but we didn't get we didn't get his name up there. But yeah, listen. we should have had his name. That's my, that's on me. Yeah. I mean, listen for. It's it's pandemic. It's it's yes. it's getting it's getting to me. My yes. first look, my first graphic mistake in a couple of weeks. No, no, that's obviously... listen. You didn't exclude him, so I mean the picture is there, and I don't know how you go wrong with those uh, those five guys those right five there. Guys. Yep. Uh, Jim, uh, Jim Jim Kelly as well. So yep. um, yeah, I mean look, and and by the way, uh, thankfully Jim Kelly, who's had all kinds of uh, cancer issues with his uh, with his jaw, yes. his face, tongue. That stuff. I'm hope, hopefully he's yep. able to. I know he's battling this stuff constantly on a day-to-day basis. We wish Oklahoma him. State, Thurman Thomas. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Man, Barry Sanders. That's yep. that's your school. OSU. Yep. OJ. Uh, okay, so who did we leave out here on the list uh, of Buffalo Bills greats? Well, I, I, Cornelius Bennett was probably one of them you can throw yeah. on there, right? He was uh, he was good for a real, real long time there. Um, there was a couple of. It was an offensive lineman too. I think that played there for. Uh, they had uh, Joe DeLamalure is a Hall of Famer. Yep, yep, yep. And all uh, their center was, yeah, uh, was, also- was there forever, too. Yep. I think yep. Lofton played there, too, didn't he? He, not- he did only a couple yep. of years, though. So yeah. he played on the Raiders, the Packers, and the Bills. But yes, Lofton, a Hall of Famer for a couple of years in Buffalo. Yep. And then uh, another really good underrated receiver that they had for about or uh, for about four years, Eric Mould was oh, another. Really remember good. that? Yes. Yep. Good fantasy guy. Uh, McGahee uh, was there. That was um, yeah. They, they had a, a stretch of uh, of guys that were always right. They just couldn't get the quarterback right. That was the problem. Once once that man there, number twelve, retired, um, that was really the beginning of the end because they could not get the quarterback thing right. No, Doug Doug Flutie just yeah. You know, uh, Doug Flutie is is. It's like, um, it's Ryan Fitzpatrick so you're saying Rob of the Johnson 90s. was not an iconic player? <laughs> like, Rob Johnson? Rob, jo- no, yeah, no. See, that's the, yeah, no. No, they, they, that string of uh, Peterman and that, that whole string of quarterbacks there with uh, the kid out of Florida State, too, uh, which never just worked out. He was there for a while, but just never, uh, the whole uh, Rex Ryan era, it was, it was a comedy of errors, really, is what it was. 
All right. So we'll close out our football talk, our football conversation. Or Bills. Okay. Now, uh, on to baseball a little bit, Joe. Now, look, with baseball, it was kind of, you know, hard to go through some of these stadiums. Yes. And come up with uh, ones that really have been around a long time because baseball has essentially redone almost every stadium. Yep. So we're at the point now where when we start doing baseball stadiums, it's going to be baseball stadiums that no longer exist anymore. Mm -hmm. But fortunately for us, there still are a couple that have been around since the 70s. And, you know, I don't know that I would call this an iconic stadium. But at the same time, when you think about it, Mm -hmm. the Kansas City Royals have actually done a lot of winning since they've been in Kauffman Stadium. And it opened up in 1973. They've renovated it, of course, to make it look a little bit better. It's hosted an all-star game. Uh, It's also been involved in two World Series championships, 1985, uh, 2015, also 1980. The Royals went to the World Series, but they did not win it. And uh, look, for for what you've seen the last few years, if if you haven't been a baseball fan forever, Joe, you'd forget just how good the Royals have been and consistent over yep. a long period of time. Absolutely. I mean, listen, they had, we know the teams in the 80s, right? That generation of uh, George Brett, late 70s, early 80s, where they had that, you know, that streak, the, the Brett Saberhagens of the world. I mean, Quisenberry, they've, they've had these errors. And then, of course, in the 2000s, um, you know, that, uh, that bull, they were kind of one of the, Unless, you, unless there was somebody prior to that, they were kind of that very first champion where their bullpen became everything. Uh, that that bullpen, once they yeah, got they to the sixth inning. they were the ones that started building the bullpen. Right? Yeah. I mean, that was it. Once you got to the sixth inning, the game was over if you didn't. And not really a whole lot of big-name guys either, but they did it, uh, no, no. They did it the right way. No, just, just a different kind of run team. Yeah. And uh, Dick Hauser, a manager in the 80s, oh. Whitey Herzog. Uh, before that, yeah. then, uh, of course, uh, Ned Yost is the, the most recent manager that everyone will talk about that got them to that 2015 World Series champion. I always it's remember like the fountain in this one, growing up watching Yankee that games. You know, the, the fountain was always the thing that got me. And people got mad at Kansas City uh, because they thought that they were like a, a minor league team for yeah. the Yankees. They were just <laughs> sending teams over there. Yeah. But, are the iconic players in Kansas City Royals history. This is like an open and shut case that George Brett is the number one guy. No question about that. Uh, Hall of Famer, he goes right at the top of the list as number one. Frank White, uh, while Brett was at third, Frank White was at second for many, many years. So he was part of those 80s teams as well. Uh, Brett Saberhagen, who won two different Cy Young Awards in a Royals uniform and won a World Series championship with them in 1985. Obviously goes here as well. And uh, Willie Wilson, not a, uh, not a baseball Hall of Famer, but essentially a Royals Hall of Famer. Some staggering numbers put up by him in terms of hits and stolen bases and playing good defense in the outfield. Probably doesn't get enough credit for all of the great things that he did in Kansas City. But I think what's ironic about this is that since the 80s, of course, they had a slump in the 90s and yep. even in the 2000s. And then they literally come out of nowhere, Joe, to go to back-to-back World Series. They lose to the Giants in 14. They come back in 15, and they beat the Mets. And, and I don't really think that there's any kind of, you know, iconic players from those teams. Yeah. The, the only one that comes close to me is Eric Hosmer. I mean, I mean, look, Eric Hosmer was probably, like, kind of the captain of those teams. 
and he left. He went to San Diego. Salvador Perez played at a very high level of catcher for them, but is he like an iconic Royals player? Maybe yep. when it's all said and done. And then Alex Gordon has played on the Royals forever. Yep. But I don't think anybody would put him in the category of a Hall of Famer. I don't even know that the Royals would even retire his number. But, I mean, they did go to back-to-back World Series. But a lot of that was was placed together with just some piecemeal bullpen and pitching. Yep. Johnny Cueto was traded for and won. Edinson Volquez was on one of those teams. Yep. Um, they just – it's honestly like you look back, and, and if I ask people, baseball fans, randomly – Give me players and give me teams that have gone to the postseason of one World Series. You would forget about Kansas City. Yep. Yep, you absolutely would. But it was, it, it's so funny the way they did it, too, though. Honestly, it was, they, they kind of began that, you know, get, you know, we'll win the first six innings, and then that's really all we need to do here. Timely hitting. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say long ball was a big part of their game. It was... A lot of doubles, a lot of timely hits, a lot of small ball, and oh yeah, lights out pitching in the uh, in the second half of the game that you just you weren't touching them, and that's how they won, and they won pretty convincingly. Yeah, yeah, it's really surprising that they uh, they had that success, and you don't really necessarily ever think about just no. kind of like who was on those teams and how they did it. They, I mean, I don't want to say they did it with smoke and mirrors, but mm. they were just so dominant over the Mets. They won in five games. Yep. Um, you know, Wade Davis was such a big part of those yeah. teams. He ended up getting a lot of saves and closing out games as well. But I think that when you look back on it, people are really going to, um, you know, not remember those, those, uh, those teams. With you the Royals, Steve so. Balboni on this list? No, Steve? No, <laughs> no, no Balboni. I, I think he played for the Yankees. He did play for the Yankees. He did play for the Yankees. Right uh, about that. So is it is it fair to to use this stadium as like an iconic place? I mean, they I don't know what to say, Joe. I mean, how many baseball stadiums are we gonna go through in the last thirty years that have multiple World Series championships? Yep. yep. Like you, you like a lot of teams would come to mind, like Philadelphia too, only one World Series, right? Like yep. Seattle, no World Series champion. Yeah. Baltimore and they got rid the of the vet years ago. No it's not even the original, you know, it's not even vet stadium. I mean, it's, you know, it's a whole new park. So it's not. This is original. Yes, it's been upgraded. But like you said, built in 1973. I mean, it's, it's, it's home for a lot of baseball fans in the middle of the country. That's for sure. Yep. All right. So uh, hmm. with that, speaking of things that are iconic, I thought that, since everyone seems to be on social media posting things like memorabilia and things in their collection, I thought it was it would be time for me to bust that out today. Ooh. So coming up next, uh, maybe this is something we'll do recurring on the show, but we'll have uh, what I like to call Craig's card collection. Now keep in mind, it's going to be a little bit of a long story as to uh, you know how I got into uh, cards and baseball cards, basketball cards, football cards, and and some of the cards that I have are great. And a lot of them, honestly, are trash, like trash. Like, I don't know why they're still in my house and still in my garage, but I just can't part with them because the amount of time that I put into collecting these. So with that being said, we will have a little handful of just an example as to what I have. And then perhaps weekly or even daily, we'll bring those back here on the show. We'll go through them and what they cost, the prices and all that stuff. You're going to make me go on my mother's attic. I know you are. I'm just going to have to go because I know she's got them. I don't give me the address. I'll, I I am not practicing social distancing as we're it doing pertains it. to baseball cards. Doing I it. may head on over there. Yep, we're doing it. We'll be it. back with more fantasy sports today right here on Sports Radio.
DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish along with Joe Ranieri with you here on the show as we close out another day of Fantasy Sports Today. Uh, you know, what's interesting is because of the time that we have on our hands, I'm able to you know, dig through closets, dig through the house. I know that, Joe, you have some... Well, you don't have as much time on, my, on your hands as I do. I mean, you're, like, doing 10 shows a day. But if you did, you'd be digging through your house, finding yeah. old things. Um you were a big baseball fan. You played baseball. Were you a collector, Joe, yes. of baseball uh, cards? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That was a significant what was your, period of my your sweet life. Spot? Um, as the era that I was collecting the most in? Do you recall? Yeah, 70s and 80s was, was big. Uh, the late 70s throughout the 80s was a, uh, uh, those are where the bulk of my cards come from. Okay, and then what happened to all of those cards when you grew up and became a man? Where did they go? That's the problem. Well, you know, they, like, they never traveled. They've always stayed with my mother, so they, and they're still with her. I know they're in there because she's got them labeled in boxes in the attic. Oh, so okay. um, I never really the took attic. them with me. Yeah, yeah, she got them up in the exactly. Like so, they're probably trash. But I, uh, I know exactly the ones she has, and you know, okay. we used to collect seasons back then. You know, it was. Uh, sure. Tops and Fleer, and that was the end of it, man. It was a lot of trading of the cards back in the day, too. Me too. Yep. Me too. Yep. And you got a lot of book. trading. You got putting them in, in binders and sleeves. I was yep. into that as well. And yep. for a short period of time, um, you know, we, we even used to go to shows and like buy cards and sell cards and, and things like that. So, um, look, I thought once upon a time, uh, especially when I was really collecting, which would have been in the 80s, that you know everyone used to say that you were saving to put your kids through college. Right. Uh, honestly, none of that ever even came close to fruition. Uh, there will be a show that we will do where I will show you the kind of investments that I made in specific players and and cards, and you will just throw up by seeing the amount of like specific players that never panned out, mm-hmm. and I just have stacks and stacks, and I'm not talking about stacks of 10 talking about like stacks of a hundred right and stacks of a thousand of like the same player and the same card thinking that this investment was going to end up paying off unfortunately it did not and then a few years ago um i decided to start like kind of selling off uh some of the cards joe so i didn't end up keeping all of them but okay. I-, I figured we would go through some of them today let's do it man let's do it all right, so let's get started. Um, this one is from uh, 1975. By the way, these are all in my personal collection. This is not coming off. Like, a lot of people are showing baseball cards on Twitter, Joe. Right. They're showing, like, oh, like, look how cool I am that I can have baseball cards. Like, these are mine. Th- yes. This is in my actual collection. Love it. Uh, the first one is George Brett. Yep. I want to show that one. Uh, this is an actual card from 1975. And this is George Brett's rookie card. I've had this in my collection for at least 30 years, I would say. And uh, the, the cool thing is that you can get these graded. And I did send this one to PSA many, many years ago when PSA first came out. Okay. 
they graded this one a seven. So this Ooh. on a scale of one to ten, this is a seven. So basically, it's like a hundred dollar card. The problem was, Joe, is that I used to display cards like this. Okay. And you see that little. I don't know if you could see that under the NM, which is near mint seven. Yep. It's it's ED, which means picture defect, and it's actually not a picture defect. The card is just a little bit lighter because I had them in my room when I was a kid, and the sun yep. uh, would come into the room, and so it made it a little bit lighter. But uh, a, a, a near mint seven George Brett rookie card is like a hundred dollar card. Uh, maybe a little bit more than that, but I do want to stress, Joe, that these are mine. Like this is not like an image from something else. Like and and by the way, I didn't buy this George Brett card. Uh, this is one that I've had. I have a lot of '70s cards: George Brett, Robin Yount, Eddie Murray, a bunch of them. But uh, Joe George Brett is like th that picture. Yep. Those 1965 cards were just like super iconic type cards, and uh, we'll start off with this one here. I love that one, man. I got I got to tell you, Joe. I remember collecting a lot of George Brett uh, in that day. This was his rookie, right? Or this it. No, yeah, this, this was it. his rookie card. I remember that signature because they used to sign the cards a lot. Right. In, in those days, right? Like a, like a facsimile signature. Yep. Yes. Yep. yes. And, awesome. and there's a lot of people that collect rookie, actual rookie cards signed. I have a few, but uh, not George Brett. I have uh, I have Brett's autograph on a couple of other things, but not the rookie card because, again, I, I had this uh, I had this graded. So awesome. we'll, we'll start off um, with George Brett. Now, uh, let's let's move on to a card that is probably the most expensive card in, in my collection, which is Ken Griffey Jr.'s rookie card. And this is a 1989 Upper Deck rookie card of Ken Griffey Jr., and this is graded a 10 out of 10, Joe. Wow. Now, now uh, I have a couple of these, and before Ken Griffey Jr. retired, I did invest. I think I bought these for $150 a piece at the time. I bought two of them, and I still have them, and this is one of them. And Ken Griffey Jr.'s rookie card, Joe, graded PSA 10, is now about 500, 600 bucks. Wow. So it, was, so it was a good investment for me at the time. I also bought, um, oh, I also had a uh, my own one in my collection that I got graded many years ago, and I have, and I, and I only got an eight out of 10, and that means it's only like a you know 40 or 50 dollar card. Right. But the the highest grade that you can get essentially. Now I'm not a complete expert on this, but I'm assuming. A 10 out of 10 is the best. And and this is the most popular card, of course, in Upper Decks history. It's the first ever card in 1989 in Upper Decks history. And so uh, if I ever have a rainy day, Joe, that I need a few extra bucks or I ever lose a bet, it looks like I'll be uh, using this card to um, There it is. Yeah. Yeah, so. can't go wrong with Griffey Jr. That was a heck of a uh, heck of a price though at a buck fifty. That's a, that's a great deal for number one too. Number it, one in the it, series. It felt like a lot of money to pay for at the yep. time, but I just thought like you know what, Ken Griffey Jr. He's going to end up with six hundred home runs. He's yep. going to be in the Hall of Fame, and this is known as basically Upper Deck's best card. Yep. And so somebody I remember was selling. I may even been eBay. I don't remember, but two, but somebody was selling them one hundred fifty dollars a piece. I'm like, ah, you know what? Uh, and we're going back ten years. I probably bought these at least ten years. And I'm like, ah, let me go ahead and get them. And lo and behold, now they're like at least a four or five hundred dollar card. So. Yeah, no, that's amazing, man. I mean, look at that. Uh, Griffey Jr. cards were a big collector's item anyway. You know, just when we were getting the cards and buying the cards back in the day, everybody wanted a Griffey Jr. card. I think everybody knew right off the bat how 
how good he, he was going to be. He did. He did. And, and I and I think about 15, 20 years ago, just for fun, I bought a box of of nineteen eighty nine uh, upper deck cards. Mm-hmm. And and I got one in the box, and that's the one that I sent off to PSA to get graded, and it came back an eight. And I was so burnt up because I'm like, wait a second, this is a brand new mint card. How can it not be a ten? Right. And it wasn't. And I was so upset, and that's why I went. And I think many years later, I'm like, I want to have a ten, and uh, and I'm not selling these. I'm gonna hang on to these uh, for a long time. Eventually, if Love my it. son, my son is kind of into cards, but more of the 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 newer ones, like the guys who are playing right now. So um, I'm going to hang on to these two. So I have a bunch of also uh, Griffey rookie cards from Don Riss and Fleer in 89. Okay. But Joe, they ain't worth anything, unfortunately. Nothing, huh? Eh, a few bucks, handful oh. of bucks. Can't go wrong with number one of uh, of number no. one of the series of Griffey Jr. That's wait, a wait, that's wait, a money till, maker, guys. Wait till, wait till we have your segment where you where we go Joe's card collection. That's coming yes. up next. next yeah, week, when you, you see the gum stuck to him, it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pressure you into doing that. Yeah, that's exactly All right. it. <laughs> All right, so that's the second card. Uh, the third one in Craig's card collection for the day. Ooh. We're going with Willie Mays. And this is, uh, again, a card from my collection for many, many years. And uh, unfortunately, this is not Maze's rookie card. Maybe I should have invested back in the time. I think I want to say I bought this card for about 20 bucks, 25 bucks. It's probably like a $100 card. This is 1958 Willie Mays. And, uh, and one that, you know, again, that I've had for so long. Uh, it's in one of those really hard plastic cases, and I'm afraid to like touch it, right. take it out. Uh, if I had to personally grade it, Joe, I don't know about you, it's probably like a six or a seven for me. Ooh. And I just really like the picture of of this. I don't know; it kind of drew me into it. I was at a card show one day, and so uh, it's sitting in a drawer of mine. Uh, this is 1958 Willie Mays tops card. Looks like the same kid to me, man. That's uh, any any sort of uh, Willie Mays uh, error cards along those lines. And this was the Giants, you said late 60s? Uh, 58. 58, right early. All right, so, oh, yeah, I mean, look yeah, at his that. His rookie card is like 20 grand. Yeah, I was going to say, you ain't, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll have to get, I'll have to talk to Cardano about yeah, that. Yeah, I was going to say, see if he can't invest for us, because that's uh, <laughs> that's a absolutely beautiful card, man. Willie Say hey, kid. Can't go wrong. And uh, you know what it is? Is that my my father used to tell me too. At the same time, like all of these, with, he grew up with the Mickey Mantle era. You know, oh, I so, wish I had. This. And yeah, he my, had every. Yeah. And that's what he's like. I had every one of them. And he's I'm like, I, you know, don't know what happened to him. He's like, and that was the end. I'm like, man, what I wouldn't have done for that Willie Mays, Mickey Mantle era, and have all of those cards, those rookie cards. My word. Yeah. So, uh, so that's that's the third one. And so I thought also, not, let me just not show off the good ones I have. Sure. But in the spirit of wrestling, oh boy, in the spirit of WrestleMania, I dug into the drawer before the show. Wow. And Joe, here they are. I have all of the late '80s wow. WWF cards. Why? I don't know. How? I don't know. Wow. And I and I had about twenty of them. But I thought that just for the purposes of our show, let me just grab a few of them. So that one actually in the upper left-hand corner is actually Hulk Hogan's Topps rookie card. Wow. Worth like, worth like $3, Joe. Like a big 3 bucks right there oh. on, on Hulk Hogan. Uh, also next to Hulk Hogan, you see Hillbilly Jim. Yep. Remember Hillbilly Jim and Uncle Elmer? Remember yep. those guys fighting each other? Yep. Uh, Br- Brutus Beefcake, before he became the barber, yep. uh, looked like that, and then he kind of changed his whole persona. 
Uh, he was just Brutus Beefcake there at the time. Uh, bottom left, I wanted to make sure I, I kept it diverse. We have the fabulous Moolah. Yep. You, do you remember her as a wrestler? Absolutely Joe? remember her too as well. I mean, this is bringing back some memories right here. Wow. Yeah, she, I think she fought Wendy Richter a bunch of times. That's correct. I, I do have a Wendy Richter card somewhere. Why I went with Moolah, I don't know. Uh, uh, under that, we have Captain Lou Albano, yep. one of the great, uh, not wrestlers, but one of the great managers, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. In wrestling history. And Captain yep. Lou was also a part of uh, Cindy Lauper's video, if That's I'm not correct. mistaken. Girls just want to have fun. Yep. And then we close it out with a nice little photo junkyard there dog. of a Topps uh, junkyard dog figure. Going. Very so there impressive. You go. Greg's mm -hmm. card collection. There you go. From the good. Yep. And then to the bad, and then maybe tomorrow on the show I'll I'll start bringing out the ugly. That okay. is now nah, that's good, man. I mean, all all six of those cards pretty impressive. But having Hogan's rookie card at the WWF, wow, three uh, three bucks, Joe. I'll sell it to you for five. Wow, that is just crazy. Deal. Well, we got to get him to sign it first. That's the whole thing. How would we do that? Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> He's still around though, so we got to be able to find him. That is impressive, man. I'm not going to lie. That is... Are, so are you up for this challenge before, let's say... I mean, look, I, I can't ask you to travel to your parents' house at this point because... I will. Uh, of the, of I will. the social distancing. Yes. And, you know, I don't want to be the one responsible yes. if, if something would happen to your family. But when this is all over, when the yeah. pandemic is over, you have to give me the commitment yes. that at some point we do uh, Joe's favorite uh, cards from his card collection, and you got to dig through that cardboard. I'm doing it. And, yep. and, and find the cards. I'm card. doing it, man. I'm pulling them all out. To tell you the truth, I don't even remember what, uh, what's in. I know the era, and I had decades, but um, there was always that private stash that I had uh, on the, the side over the there. The private stash? The private stash. There. That's wow. right. We had a little private. You know, because a lot of those cards, especially when you used to get doubles and not, you know, you'd play flip card and, you know, you do all yeah. sorts of things. And um, But there was always those those private ones that I... I think Mattingly's rookie cards in there, oh, yeah, and uh, sure. you know, yeah, yep, yeah, that era right there was uh, was kind of the sweet spot. So Paul Molitor, Robin Yount, uh, a bunch of Aussie cards too. So uh, that was that era where it was, yeah, we we got uh, every year we waiting for those cards to come out and get released. And and you know what? I thought in the '80s that I was building a collection that was going to be worth millions and millions yes. of dollars. Like I, I mean. It's so sad to me to see what now look right now collecting cards is different again because they're worth a lot again But the only reason why is because like they'll sign them and the card is like one of one or one of five But uh, they, they just mass produced Joe the bleep out of those cards in yeah. the 80s. They made like so many of them and, and And like none of them are worth anything. It's just so sad to me now if you have cards in the 60s and the 50s and even oh. someone in the 70s They're worth a lot of money. They are yep but unfortunately, that was before my era, and it wasn't like I went back and bought a ton of them. Now, I do have some, as right. you see here in the videos, but I wish that was really my focus, because I, had I done that, I mean, I still wouldn't be putting anybody through college, but it would be a lot more interesting. It would show. be a whole, and then you'd have to come up with that, do I part with them, do I not part with them, do I hold on to them, and that's, uh, uh, that's the problem. Uh, I'll tell you, I had a neighbor uh, of mine uh, growing up was a sweetheart of a guy who was moving, and he knew I was a big uh, baseball player at the time, so he gave me a ball that he had in his garage uh, that was signed by the 61 Yankees. 
Wow. Yes. And uh, at the time, I just uh, didn't, yeah, all right, grade 61 Yankees. And I'm pretty sure my Roger father Barrett. had a stroke when I was playing. Um, you know, I was taking batting practice with that ball out oh, in front of oh. that. Yeah, and it was, uh, I'll never forget that scene, but uh, still have <laughs> the ball, as a matter of fact. I oh, you do? Good. I just don't know that the signatures are on it anymore, but I got the ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of those where I gave it to the dog and the dog was running around with it. I think I think I think I saw that in the Sandlot. I think we saw that movie. Yeah, exactly. The dog had it. Hey, you're out of ball. You need a ball. You need a ball. It is what it is. You know, that's all. That's for sure. Well, listen, I hope you guys enjoy these sort of random things we're doing on the show. We're trying to keep it light. Yeah, uh, that's the first time in my 25 year broadcast history that I've ever done a segment on baseball cards. Love it. But but here we are. We're yep. at that stage in life where we're just trying to keep it light. Uh, there, there's no live sports to really get into, and so we're, and we're doing different things. what you have. You. I mean, if you guys yeah, got something, send it to us. Sports yep. Grid, send it. Maybe yep. we'll post them on our show tomorrow. Why yep. not? Uh, we'll do it here on the show. Great. Uh, Joe brings up a great point. Yep. Uh, if you guys want to contribute in any way to this show by showing us what you have in your collection, whether yep. it's great or whether it's awful, trust <laughs> me, the worse, the better for this show, as far as I am concerned. Uh, that'll do it for our Tuesday edition of Fantasy Sports Today. For my co-host Joe Ranieri, I'm Craig Mish. We'll be back here tomorrow. We'll recap the 90s era draft from 1990 to 1999. We'll show you all the teams who was taken in the top 10, Sosa, McGuire, all the great players from that era. We got that on the Wednesday edition of Fantasy Sports Today. So we'll see you tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern. For Joe, I'm Craig. Have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Pharrell. I meet the Iron Sheik when I was working at Howard Stern, and uh, I interviewed him first. It was uncensored radio, you understand? There was absolutely no rules. I got him on the air, and this guy went on an absolute racist tangent. He eviscerated everyone on the face of the earth, every wrestler on the air. And it was the funniest interview ever. DailyRoto.com Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com.